I guess Daniel Shays was the most important man around Pelham. People knew about him from other towns, too. He'd fought in the revolution at Lexington and Concord and Bunker Hill. He was at Stony Point with Peter, and because of his bravery at some other battles, General Lafayette gave him a fancy sword. But smart and brave as he was, he was just as poor as any farmer around town. He'd even had to sell the Lafayette sword to pay his taxes. Everybody called him Captain Shays because he was captain of our militia. Every town had its militia. They drilled once a month on a Saturday afternoon. They were supposed to be ready to fight in case the British attacked again or there was an Indian uprising, which wasn't too likely in Massachusetts, but happened farther west. The Massachusetts government could call up the militia whenever it wanted, and the men would have to go. Captain Shays' farm was next over from Uncle Billy's tavern. That was why we knew him so well. I was proud of knowing him, and when I used to work at the tavern, I loved to watch him up on his horse, drilling the men and shouting out orders. Peter and I rode over after supper. It was only about two miles over to where Captain Shays' house and the tavern was. It didn't take us long to get there. Captain Shays' house wasn't much bigger than ours. He was a plain farmer like the rest of us, except, of course, he was important. When we came in, he was sitting in his kitchen in front of the fire with his eyeglasses on, reading the Hampshire Gazette. He put down the paper and got up. Hello, Peter, he said. Hello, Justin. Daniel, Porter took my oxen. I know, Captain Chase said quietly. I heard he was coming after them. I hope you didn't make trouble. I pretty near did. Molly stopped me. That was sensible. Sensible, Peter said. How am I going to do my plowing? I can't hook Justin to the plow, can I? Sit down, Peter, Captain Shays said. We'll have a mug of ale and talk it over calmly. He got three wooden mugs and a pitcher of ale, and we sat down at the kitchen table before the fire. It was cozy sitting there drinking the ale, and it made me feel proud to be in on the men's conversation. I'm not feeling very calm, Peter said. Captain Shays stared at Peter over his eyeglasses. Peter, I've never seen you when you felt calm. That's so, Peter said, but this time I have reason. You're not alone. There are thousands around this whole part of the state who are in your position. There's absolutely no good in you threatening to punch Sheriff Porter. It's time for concerted action. I knew it wasn't my place to interrupt, but Captain Shays always seemed so friendly that I did it anyway. Sir, what I don't understand is how everybody could be poor all at once. I mean, you could understand if some people were poor, but not everybody at the same time. Peter scowled at me. It's complicated, just... No, no, Captain Chase said. He should understand. He'll be a man shortly. The more the plain people understand what's happening to them, the better they'll be able to rectify the situation. Umph, Peter said and took a drink of ale. Justin, it's true that it's complicated, Captain Shea said. 
I'll try to make it simple. During the war for independence, the government just didn't have enough money to buy supplies and pay the soldiers. Not the Continental Congress, not the Massachusetts General Court. So they printed up paper money and tried to get rich patriots to lend them specie. What's specie? I asked. I could see this was going to be complicated, all right. It's gold and silver coin, Peter said. There's no reason you should know. There's never been any around our place. Just talking about it made Peter angry. Anyway, Captain Shays went on, with all that paper money around and all the states just cranking it out as fast as the printing presses would turn, pretty soon it just wasn't worth anything, so it got discounted. This time I didn't have to ask. Peter knew I wouldn't understand that.